I had spent the rest of the day waiting for something else to appear, but nothing did. And though I say day, it was hard to tell if time was passing or not. It seemed to get darker at one point, and I managed to sleep on the couch for a bit, but everything was exactly the same when I awoke. Waiting didn't appear to do the trick. The note from Buddy was still on the table where I had left it, so I wasn't trapped in an unchanging, repeating loop, which had always been a phobia of mine. Groundhog Day is not a funny movie. It's terrifying. Nonetheless, I hoped, and was proven right, that Dorothy might be near where I had found her yesterday, or earlier today, whenever it was. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, Dorothy. How's it going? She cocked her head to the side and studied me. It's... fine. Oh, uh, that's, uh, that's good, I guess. Now feeling a bit uncomfortable under her unblinking gaze, I gave up on small talk. What even is appropriate small talk with someone who's a child and also God knows how old? Okay, well, uh, where are the others? Looking unfazed, Dorothy indicated that I should follow her. She led me to Big Jones, which was still standing, a little grubby around the corners, more cobwebs than a pop-up Halloween store on the windows, but standing. It didn't even look damaged. A strange girl and her stuffed panda wanted to bring me somewhere I saw decimated by a djinn a few months back. At this point, I just went with it. In here. I guess some things never change. Uh, great, Let, let's go. Let's go inside. <sighs> Adults are boring. Oh, uh, sorry? The diner seemed, well, it should have seemed unnaturally quiet, but in this version of Melancholy Falls, that felt ordinary. There were a few people of various ages I didn't recognize seated along the counter, and a couple together in a booth. Dorothy stood by my side. I didn't see any food, but one woman had a soda in front of her, and a man had a bottle of water. Their appearances varied greatly. The couple were both in something appropriate for Woodstock, another man looked like he might be a bank teller sadly announcing the beginning of the Great Depression, and one woman's purple spandex could only have a home in the 1980s. To get their attention, I cleared my throat. <clears> throat> Hi. The people in the diner turned to look at me, ceasing their quiet conversations. I'm, uh, I'm Jonathan Barker. I'm new here, wherever here is, which I'm assuming you're not? Haven't we always been here? No, dear, you remember. We used to be in that other place. Other place? Yes, where it was very... Upsetting. I remember us being upset. Your anxiety, remember? Oh yes, I was always tired. Because you never slept? I don't think I sleep much now, do I? I hadn't noticed. But there's not as much to trouble you here. As the apparently no longer anxious woman leaned against her partner, there seemed to be a general consensus throughout the room. Everyone did look at peace. What did it say about me that the scene was so strange to me? I know you're new here, Jonathan Barker, but don't you already feel it? Feel what? Quiet. I... I guess I do. See? You'll adjust in no time. We've got everything you need here. Adjust? Yes, to our life here. It's quiet. Nobody really bothers anybody. There's no problems down here. We don't know why we're in the past, but it doesn't really matter. When someone back there uses something or makes it, we can too. It's just an hour behind here. We all showed up at different times, so sometimes we interact with the world differently. We don't know how it works, but it seems like it's been working a long time and no sign of stopping. Oh, so that's why Big Jones is still standing. What do you mean? It, it got completely demolished a while back. You know, when the Sinjin attacked and, well, even the ruins have been cleaned up by now. Maybe someday the Big Jones here will catch up. For now, it's still an hour behind some time before it was destroyed. 
Things here seem to have a way of working out. You'll come to find that after you've been here for a while. Oh, I'm not staying here. Why not? My friends, my town. This is still your town. No, 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 I, I have to get back. I have work to do and, and people need me. Of course. It's your choice, but we don't have to deal with any of that here. You're very welcome to stay. Thank you, I, I appreciate that, but I, I do have to get back. I was actually hoping one of you might be able to tell me how. Sorry, son, but I think you're out of luck here. The clock shop. We all turned to face a man sitting in the corner who I hadn't even noticed before. He was alone, but like everyone else, seemed content. The what? You'll want to go to the clock shop to meet the clockmaker. Do you think he can help? The man just shrugged and went back to absently stirring a spoon around in his mug. Okay, um, thank you, I guess. Let's go. Good luck. Stay peaceful. Dorothy had led the way out, back into the dim sunlight. Well, that now looks like we've got a direction. Do you know where the clock shop is? Mm-hmm. I can bring you there. It's not far. Thanks. So, do you feel the same? As what? Do you like it here? Quiet and problem-free? Dorothy shrugged. I don't really know anything else. Sometimes when people come, they talk about the place you came from, but I don't remember it. Do you want to? Would you want to go back? I think so. I've been 10 for as long as I can remember. I think I'd like to try being 11. And 12. But not 13. It's unlucky. But after that... Well, then let's go see that clockmaker. Dorothy was right. The shop wasn't far at all. I don't remember ever seeing it before, in my version of Melancholy Falls, but was grateful that it existed in this backdated version. The sign over the door had read, Ye Old Clock Shop, in faded gold paint with extra ease at all the typical places. When we got inside, we were greeted by a loud, unified ticking. This was probably the first clock shop I had ever been to where all the clocks gave the exact same time and all the seconds struck as one. It was pretty loud. The shop itself looked old and dark, wood paneling covering the walls with all sorts of clocks on every surface. Dorothy was peering at a group of children's watches decorated with cartoon characters. I let her look at those as I worked my way in, navigating the maze created by dozens of grandfather clocks. Can I help you? Oh my god, why does everyone keep doing that? I jumped in surprise, setting a clock shaped like an eagle tilting wildly. I righted it before it could crash into the mushroom-shaped clock behind it. A wizened old man had appeared seemingly out of nowhere, tufts of white hair floating around his head and pale eyes. He kinda looked like a wizard. Except for the faded jeans and the Hawaiian shirt, that is. S sorry, sorry. Is this your store? It is. It had been in my family for some time, but I just didn't want to give it up. Have you ever felt so at peace as you do when reminded of each instant slipping by? I... wait, what? And here, we can just listen to them in contentment. A steady beat for our hearts and feet. Nothing so abrasive as ticking down towards death. Just letting us continue to exist, moment by moment. I guess I hadn't thought of it that way. The clockmaker nodded sagely, and I really hoped that the advice we'd be given was good, because this guy seemed a few gears short. In what can I interest you? We were actually hoping you can help us get back. Back 
there. <laughs> Why ever would you want to go back there? Well, you know, I have my friends and there are things that I have to do. <laughs> you wouldn't have such worries here. I can see the lines appearing by your eyes already. A and Dorothy, she's ready to grow up. She's been here for so long already. We both looked over at her, and the man's shoulders stooped slightly. <sighs> Very well. I can help you send a message to the future. I was hoping for a bit more, but that's a good start. You take one of the clocks from this shop, and leave it with your message overnight. But first, set it forward one hour. One hour? We don't do it often, but yes. It may seem that time has stood still here, but it is standing still for many people from many times. It is a pastiche of pasts, while the world around us is only an hour removed. So, but why? We don't ask how it works. We just like it as is. Okay, uh, a message. Th that's good. I, I can write back to Buddy and Amy. I just need a clock. Hey, uh, uh, Dorothy, which one should we use? This! She eagerly held out a Mickey Mouse watch that wouldn't even loop halfway around my wrist. I shot a glance at the clockmaker to make sure this was an acceptable clock. He nodded. Those are on sale! Half off! Great! I paid the man and we exited. I was struck again by the stillness outside after the constant ticking of the shop. Uh, Dorothy, I have to get back to my house to leave a note for my friends. Do you want to stay there with me? I'm not totally sure what overnight is here, but I have a feeling I have to sleep at least a little bit. I don't really like sleeping, but I guess I'll have to learn how again. Okay, let's go. I I'm on the couch, so I can set you up in Buddy's room. It's not like he's here to complain anyway. Dorothy agreed, clutching her panda tightly in one hand and offering me the other. When we got back to Buddy's house, I was able to find a few of his old books from when we were kids and show Dorothy to his room. How would he and Amy react when they had found out that I had disappeared and got a weird note for me attached to a Mickey Mouse watch? I wondered how the hell I would explain this to them. Okay, here goes. <clears throat> Dear Buddy and Amy, I'm alright, but I think I need help. I don't know where I am. It's Melancholy Falls, but in the past. One hour in the past, apparently. <sighs> I sure hope they believe me. Return Home, Episode 16, Outdated Clocks. You just listened to Part 3 of 4. It was written by Maya Brown-Jackson and produced by Jeff Heimbach. It featured the vocal talents of Taylor Thorne, Roscoe Soltrain, George Clemmy, Steppy Kamei, BJ Grip, and Jeff Heimbach. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show and find Return Home merchandise by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast, on Twitter at returnhomeshow, and on Tumblr at returnhomepodcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a review on iTunes or contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash returnhomepodcast. Questions? Comments? Want to visit the clockmaker? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>